Hola, bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. I'm your host, Tamara Marie. Before we get started with this episode, I have a quick question for you. What are you doing to improve your Spanish this summer? Summer is a time for vacations, for getting away, and you might even be planning on visiting a Spanish-speaking country. So it is the perfect time to improve your conversational skills because let's face it, if you've been learning Spanish for any length of time and you haven't been having regular conversations, you are going to fall behind. So this summer, we are not gonna let you do that. Here at Spanish Con Salsa, we are offering a summer boot camp. This is an eight-week boot camp that will focus on Caribbean Spanish and also Spanish grammar. So we're gonna be looking specifically at the past tense. A lot of people get confused between el imperfecto, el preterito, when do I use which one? And we're also gonna be exploring the Caribbean with Puerto Rican Spanish, Cuban Spanish, and Dominican Spanish. So you will have an opportunity opportunity to improve your Spanish and you'll also be able to attend regular conversation practice sessions facilitated by a native speaker all as a part of our Spanish fluency club this summer so if you are interested go to spanishconsalsa.com slash summer that's spanishconsalsa.com slash summer Registration is open now through Sunday. We have limited spots available. So if you're interested, I encourage you to press pause now before you listen to this episode. Scroll down to the description and click on the link or just go to SpanishConSalsa.com slash summer. Hope to see you in the boot camp. Now let's get started with this week's episode. This episode of Learn Spanish Con Salsa is brought to you by the Spanish Conversation Mastery Course. Start speaking Spanish with confidence in just eight weeks. The Spanish Conversation Mastery Course will give you the essential phrases, vocabulary, and practice you need to build your confidence speaking Spanish. Learn Spanish through dialogues with real Spanish speakers and over 17 audio lessons covering a diverse range of conversation topics so you'll be ready for almost any situation. Easy, fill-in-the-blank scripts are provided to help you develop your conversation talking points in minutes. Use the code SpanishConSalsa to get 15% off lifetime access to the course. Go to SpanishConversationMastery.com and start speaking Spanish today. That's SpanishConversationMastery.com. Bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast, the show for Spanish learners that love music, travel, and culture. Close your grammar textbooks, shut down the language apps, and open your ears to how Spanish is spoken in the real world. Let us show you how to go from beginner to bilingual. Here is your host, certified language coach, Tamara Mari. Hola a todos, bienvenidos al episodio 46. Welcome to episode 46 of the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. In this episode, we'll be focusing on conversational Spanish. Oftentimes, when we listen to formal Spanish lessons, or if we watch the news or YouTube videos in Spanish, we really don't get a sense for how Spanish is spoken in day-to-day -day language. I always encourage beginners and especially intermediate Spanish learners to focus on conversational Spanish if your goal is to have fluent conversations in Spanish. Now that seems obvious, but a rookie mistake I see all the time is getting bogged down with the minute details of the language 
and being obsessed with getting every single grammar conjugation 100% perfect before even attempting to have a basic conversation in Spanish. Now, to help you build your Spanish conversation skills, let's review a dialogue that covers a common situation when you're traveling or if you're just going to a new place for the first time. In this dialogue between Sarah and Mirna, you'll hear how to ask for and give directions. Now, first you'll hear the dialogue at regular conversational speed. Then you'll get to hear it a little slower just to make sure you were able to catch everything that was said. If you want to follow along with the transcript, go to learnspanishconsalsa.com forward slash 46 for episode 46, and you'll be able to read along while you listen. So let's listen to the dialogue a few times first, and then I'll come back and give you the translation. Necesito llegar a la iglesia y no recuerdo la dirección. Es fácil. Lo más importante es que recuerdes que tienes que tomar la salida 11. Ok, no recordaba el número de salida. ¿En esa salida es que está el puesto de gasolina? Sí, en ese puesto vas a virar a la derecha y continúas directo hasta que veas la iglesia a mano izquierda. Ya recuerdo, gracias. Al final vamos a ir a comer a un restaurante. ¿Es cerca de la iglesia? Sí, cuando salgas, vira a mano derecha y dos luces más al frente, viras a la izquierda. El lugar se llama Mendis. Creo que lo he visto antes. Como quiera, saldremos todos juntos. Así que puedes ir con nosotros. Está bien. Now listen to the dialogue a little slower. Necesito llegar a la iglesia y no recuerdo la dirección. Es fácil. Lo más importante es que recuerdes que tienes que tomar la salida 11. Ok, no recordaba el número de salida. En esa salida es que está el puesto de gasolina. Sí, en ese puesto vas a virar a la derecha y continúas directo hasta que veas la iglesia a mano izquierda. Ya recuerdo. Gracias. Al final vamos a ir a comer a un restaurante. ¿Es cerca de la iglesia? Sí. Cuando salgas, vira a mano derecha y dos luces más al frente, viras a la izquierda. El lugar se llama Mendis. Creo que lo he visto antes. Como quiera, saldremos todos juntos. Así que puedes ir con nosotros. Está bien. Now let's break down this dialogue between Sarah y Mirna. So the dialogue starts off with Sarah realizing that she doesn't remember the address to where she's going. So in the beginning of the dialogue, Sarah says, Necesito llegar a la iglesia y no recuerdo la dirección. So, necesito llegar is I need to get to, all right? So, llegar is the verb that means to arrive um, or to get somewhere. So, necesito llegar a la iglesia, that means I need to get to the church. So, iglesia is church. Y no recuerdo la dirección. So, no recuerdo means I don't remember. And dirección is address. So, necesito llegar a la iglesia y no recuerdo la dirección is I need to get to church and I don't remember the address. So, Mirna responds, Es fácil. It's easy. Lo más importante es. So, the most important thing is. So, when you see that lo más importante, 
Just think of it as a complete phrase that means the most important thing, right? It doesn't say la cosa más importante because uh, it's sort of implied. In English, we would probably use the word thing. Um, and in Spanish, they wouldn't uh, directly translate that as la cosa más importante. It's just lo más importante. So lo más importante es que, so that's really easy, that es is is in English. And the que in this case is that, okay? And you can tell that from the context. Uh, it doesn't mean what in this case. Um, it is that. So lo más importante es que recuerdes que tienes que tomar la salida once. So, recuerdes is recordar, the verb to remember, but it's conjugated in the do form. So, that's you in the informal setting, which is appropriate because Sarah and Mirna are friends. So, they're having an informal conversation. So, we have recuerdes. Now, one thing I will point out here, just a grammar note. So, it's recuerdes, but the verb recordar is an AR verb, right? But this is actually the subjunctive uh, present tense conjugation of the verb uh, recordar in the tu form. So the difference is recuerdas would be the indicative form. So just when you're saying um, you remember, that would be the indicative form of the verb recordar. But this is conjugated in the subjunctive, so it's recuerdes. So it's des at the end instead of das for recuerdas. So recuerdes. So recuerdes is used here the subjunctive conjugation because she's really giving um, a subjective opinion, right? She's saying the most important thing is that you remember. Now, this is just Mirna's opinion. She's giving her directions and she's saying, hey, the most important thing in this situation is that you remember this. So we're using the subjunctive in this case because it is something that Mirna doesn't know for a fact. This is just her opinion. Um, so this is one of those uses of the subjunctive. Anytime you're uh, stating something where you're not 100% sure, it's not a fact, but it's your opinion about the best way to do something. In this case, this is her opinion about what is the most important thing when trying to get to the church in this case. Uh, so we are using the subjunctive. And the key for that is she's saying lo más importante es que. So that signals you that she's about to give you her opinion about what she thinks is the most important thing. So that's recuerdes que... Tienes que tomar la salida once. So that tienes que is tener que. So if you're familiar with tener que, that combination, again, is a complete phrase, which means to have to or that you must. Tienes que tomar la salida once. So you have to take exit 11. Okay, salida is exit. Éxito actually means success. So the proper way to say exit, so again, we're talking about like an exit off the highway or the freeway, we would say salida. So Sarah responds, No recordaba el número de la salida. Which is, I didn't remember the exit number. In this case, she's using the verb recordar again, which is to remember, but she's using it in the past tense. And this is the imperfect past tense. So she's saying, no recordaba el número de la salida. So I couldn't remember, I didn't remember what exit I should take, right? The exit number. So in this case, she's using the past tense because she's talking about the recent past. She wasn't able to remember, so no recordaba. And this is el imperfecto, okay? Because she's talking in general, right? She's not really giving, you know, at six o'clock, I didn't remember <laughs> the address. So it's not a very specific point in time. She's making a general statement about the past. So she's using um, el imperfecto in, instead of el pretérito. Okay, so 
a no recordarme el número de la salida. Then she asked, ¿En esa salida es que está el puesto de gasolina? So she's asking, is that the exit where the gas station is? So the full phrase, puesto de gasolina, is gas station. Um, and she's asking, ¿En esa salida? So in that exit, literally. ¿Es que está? So is that where el puesto de gasolina, uh, the gas station, is? Okay, and that is is in a different order. So in English, we would probably put that at the end. But in Spanish, it's it's kind of earlier in the question. So, en esa salida, es que está el puesto de gasolina. So, that está is that there is, okay, or where it's located. Then, Mirna responds, sí. So, that means yes. En ese puesto, vas a virar a la derecha. Okay, so, en ese puesto, so at that gas station, vas a virar. So, you might notice this conjugation is, uh, or this phrase is, Ir a. So, ir a is going to. All right. But again, this is conjugated in the to form. So, in the second person, because she's talking directly to Sarah. So, she's saying, vas a virar. So, you are going to. All right. Virar means to turn. Uh, you can think of it in English as to veer, right? You know, you can, if you're veering off to the left or veering to the right, this is another way to say to turn. You can also say girar, which is G-I-R-A-R, which is to turn as well. But this is virar, which is sort of veer to the right, a la derecha, to the right. Y continuas directo, okay, and continue straight, directo, hasta que, so until, okay, this hasta que is until, hasta que veas la iglesia a mano izquierda. So continue straight until you see the church on the left. Hasta que veas la iglesia a mano izquierda. So first let's look at this veas la iglesia. So again, we have another subjunctive in this dialogue. So veas is the verb ver, and it's conjugated in the subjunctive present subjunctive of the to form because she's saying go straight until you see the church so seeing the church is dependent upon her taking the action before that which is going straight so when you have a situation like this where you have one thing that will happen before the other uh, this is another cue to use the subjunctive and the reason for that is the second action is dependent upon the first action happening first so if she doesn't go straight she's not going to see the church uh, another way to signal this use of the subjunctive is if I say, cuando, cuando veas la iglesia. So when you see the church. So again, that cuando means whatever comes after is dependent upon what happened before. So that introduces a little bit of doubt, and that's why the subjunctive is used in that case. So hasta que, cuando, those are things that indicate or trigger the use of the subjunctive. Hasta que veas la iglesia, which we know already is the church, a mano izquierda. Okay, so mano, we know means hand. And even though it ends in O, it is feminine. So it's mano izquierda, not mano izquierdo. Okay, so mano izquierda uh, is sort of on your left-hand side, right? In English, we would say your left-hand side, uh, but saying mano izquierda. So you're going to see the church to the left. Mirna's entire response is, sí. En ese puesto vas a rear a la derecha y continúas directo hasta que veas la iglesia a mano izquierda. Yes, at the gas station you'll turn right and continue straight until you see the church on the left. Then Sarah responds, ya recuerdo, gracias. 
So that ya recuerdo, so again, we have the verb recordar again, and it's an irregular verb. So this is in the first person because Sarah's saying, ah, now I remember, okay? Ya recuerdo. So that ya in this case means sort of like now, all right? It's like, oh, I remember now, right? Ya recuerdo. And then she says, gracias, thank you. Al final, vamos a ir a comer a un restaurante. So this al final means literally at the end. So she's really referring to sort of at the end of the day or once she finishes her business at the church, you know, she's saying we're going to go eat at a restaurant. So al final, vamos a ir a comer. So vamos a ir, again, this is we are going to go, all right? So again, it's that ir a conjugation, um, but it's really ir a ir, right? So it's we are going, vamos a, we are going to go, a ir, so we are going to go, a comer a un restaurante. So we're going to go to eat at a restaurant. Then Mirna asks, ¿Es cerca de la iglesia? So is it near the church? And Sarah responds, Sí. Cuando salgas, vira a mano derecha. Okay, so let me explain this part really quickly. So she's saying, yes, when you leave, turn right. All right, so we already talked about Mano izquierda. So now we have mano derecha, which is to the right. Now she says, cuando salgas. Now this salgas is the subjunctive conjugation and the second person informal, which is tú, of the verb salir. So salir is to leave or to go out. So cuando salgas. So as I mentioned earlier, the subjunctive is triggered here uh, because we're using the word cuando. And we're saying that, look, when you do this or when this thing happens, do this action. So again, it's dependent upon um, something else happening, right? So when you leave, vira a mano derecha. So this vira is actually the command tense, all right? This is the imperative tense. So it's vira. So it's saying turn, right? Or veer to the right. So cuando salgas... So when you leave, vira a mano derecha. So turn right. Y dos luces más al frente, viras a la izquierda. Okay, so dos luces más. So, so she's saying you're going to go two more lights. So luz is light, right? Another word for this uh, would be semáforo. Semáforo is traffic light. Um, in this case, she's just saying dos luces. So she's just using the word light in general, but you can also say semáforo for a traffic light. Okay, so, y dos luces más, so two lights more, el frente, vieras a la izquierda. So el frente means in front of you or ahead. Okay, so you're going to go two more lights ahead. And then she says, vieras a la izquierda, which is turn to the left. Then she says, el lugar se llama Mandy's. So the place is called Mandy's. Then Mirna responds, Creo que lo he visto antes. So I think I've seen it before. All right, so this creo que is I believe that or I think. And then she says, Lo he visto antes. So antes is before. This lo he visto means I have seen it. All right, so the lo is it. And she's referring to el lugar. So that's why it's lo instead of la. So lo he visto, which is literally I have seen. 
So visto is the conjugation for the verb ver, okay? But it's the past participle, so it's he visto. And that e that comes before is the I have, okay? And that comes from the verb haber, and it is the first person, so it is e. So it's actually spelled H-E, but the H, as you know, is silent, so it's lo he visto antes. So I have seen it before. So then Sarah says, Como quiera, saldremos todos juntos. So this como quiera is a way of saying as I like, right? So it's sort of a phrase. I don't try to translate it word for word, but this como quiera is sort of saying the way I would like for things to go or as I would like things to go this way. So uh, she's saying, um, I would like for us to all go together. Okay, so saldremos todos juntos. So that saldremos is the verb salir, which is to go out. And it is in the future tense, uh, and it's conjugated in the nosotros form. All right, so she's saying, como quiera saldremos. So in the future, we are going. Um, and as I would like for us to all go together, todos juntos. So that's juntos is together and todos is all. So as I would like for us all to hang out together. Así que puedes ir con nosotros. So you can go with us. All right, so she's sort of saying, look, since I want us all to hang out together, you can come with us, all right? Or you can go with us, all right? So, como quieras, saldremos todos juntos, así que puedes ir con nosotros. All right, so then Mirna responds, está bien. And that's the end of the conversation. Uh, and está bien just means okay. Sort of a way to confirm. You can also say de acuerdo uh, or está bien. Really important um, conversational phrase to know because <laughs> sometimes you get tired of just saying sí, sí, right? Um, and just being able to say está bien is just confirming that you're okay with things. So that's, um, or all is well, right? Uh, but it's really just a way in English we would just say okay. So uh, that's a really important conversational phrase if you didn't know that one already. Pet peeve of mine because it took me years to learn that phrase even after taking Spanish in high school. I never learned how to say okay, which is such a simple phrase that you may not even think of um, until you get into a conversation that, oh my God, I don't know how to say something that simple. Uh, so make sure you remember that one. If nothing else from this dialogue, está bien is the way to say okay. So now let's listen to the conversation that you heard at the beginning of the episode one more time uh, to see if you understand it just a little bit better this time. Necesito llegar a la iglesia y no recuerdo la dirección. Es fácil. Lo más importante es que recuerdes que tienes que tomar la salida 11. Ok, no recordaba el número de salida. En esa salida es que está el puesto de gasolina. Sí, en ese puesto vas a virar a la derecha y continúas directo hasta que veas la iglesia a mano izquierda. Ya recuerdo. Gracias. Al final vamos a ir a comer a un restaurante. ¿Es cerca de la iglesia? Sí. Cuando salgas, vira a mano derecha y dos luces más al frente, viras a la izquierda. El lugar se llama Mendis. Creo que lo he visto antes. Como quieras, saldremos todos juntos. Así que puedes ir con nosotros. Está bien. So I hope you enjoyed uh, reviewing that dialogue and that you were able to get something out of it or at least learn one or two phrases uh, that you can use when giving or receiving directions. Uh, now, the dialogue I shared with you in this episode is from the Spanish Conversation Mastery course. So if you're a beginner, this course will take you from not knowing what to say at all <laughs> to being able to have a conversation with a native Spanish speaker in eight weeks or less. 
It includes 17 audio lessons with dialogues, transcripts with the English translation, conversational phrases, and scripts that you can use to prepare for your next or first Spanish conversation. So if you want to accelerate your Spanish conversation skills, go to SpanishConversationMastery.com to check out the course. If you want to learn more conversational Spanish from the podcast, you can also check out episode 27, uh, where I talk about building your Spanish conversation skills uh, through dialogue as well. So we review another dialogue there, similar to what we did in this episode, uh, to give you more exposure to conversational Spanish. Um, And we also have a free conversation guide available at LearnSpanishConSalsa.com forward slash conversation. So that's LearnSpanishConSalsa.com forward slash conversation. Um, And this conversation guide is for beginners who still haven't had their first real conversation in Spanish yet. It'll walk you through the most common questions you'll get asked the first time you meet someone, and more importantly, how to respond so that you can prepare and practice your answers. The Bulletproof Guide to Your First Spanish Conversation is completely free, and you can download it at LearnSpanishConSalsa.com forward slash conversation. So that's it for this episode of the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Learn Spanish Con Salsa and send us a DM if you have any questions at all about how you can improve your Spanish conversation skills. As always, I hope something you heard today has helped you get at least just one step closer from being a complete beginner to bilingual. Hasta la próxima. Thank you for listening to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast at LearnSpanishConSalsa.com. Salsa.com.